stop me if you haven't heard this before. Tyreek Hill said something about the Chiefs. We're going to talk about that and so much more coming up on today's Outside the Trenches. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. Welcome into Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. I'm Tucker Franklin, hanging out with my boys, Nick Leckie, Nick B. Brian Hanley. Nick, different scenery for you today. Coming to on the road, a road dog episode for old Nick Leckie today. How are you? Uh, I want to get that Costco sweater says I got that dog in me. You know? <laughs> That's a little road warrior. I'm like Elliot's in, in, in Road Warrior, Mad Max 2. That's what I'm at, man. I'm, I'm in Hayes, Kansas. I got a lunch tomorrow in Garden City. Uh, had a lunch today in uh, Salina, Kansas. So just hitting up I-70. I, I love Kansas, man. It's it's a beautiful state. Um, you know, some people think it's sparse, whatever, but I like modern minimalism. And when you're driving, oh, it's beautiful. It's so like beautiful. There. Peaceful. No, no traffic either, Big B. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> you get a lot of that down there and in the in the big D, uh, I'm sure. Pause. Uh, pause. Yeah, sorry. Got to got to got to pause after that one. But uh how have you been, man? How's your week? Uh been been a week since we talked Chiefs getting a dub uh Steelers. Look at those guys. Yes. Look, I mean, you know what? I was ready to throw baby hands picket just right off the bus. But you know what? We get rid of Mad Canada, and I'm still not ready to to leave them on the bus. One game, I'm not I'm not buying it. You know, make it a trend. But we got an opportunity, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Got to have opportunities. That's the big thing. But as the title says, I you know I sat down earlier today on on Wednesday trying to figure out you know what should we talk about, and. The gift that keeps giving for Chiefs fans continued to give us a content gift, man. I tell you what, I I love Tyreek Hill. From a content perspective, man, he do, he always gives us something to talk about without fail. When it's looking a little <clears throat> bit stale in the Chiefs space, like, oh, what are we going to do, another episode about the wide receivers at this point? Nah, nah. Tyreek Hill comes in and saves the day when he says that he thinks that these current Dolphins are better than the Super Bowl team that he played on for the Kansas City Chiefs. Nick, I want to get your thoughts on that. I, now, I've got some takes, but I want to get your thoughts first before uh, before we fully, you know what, let's just go ahead and fully dive into it. Thoughts on, do you think these this current Dolphins team is better than the Chiefs Super Bowl winning teams? Uh, I mean, it's tough to compare, you know, times because people are getting hot at the right times. People are healthy when it's Super Bowl. You know, you pair up with the right people. But, I mean... Miami low-key has a great squad. I mean, yeah. Tua, Tyreek, you know, Jalen Waddle, uh, at chain or whatever. Um, you know, they got some they got some dogs. They got some really good jaw. And like I like that team. And and they're playing together. And it, it makes sense because Miami should always have a good team. Like you're you're in Florida where there's no state income tax. So, you know, if your contracts are similar in free agency, it's gonna be better, you know, in Miami, Nevada, Texas, Tennessee. And it's just a good place to play. And so they finally got a good squad and they got a great coach. So um, I'll give them that. Like right now they're hot. You know, they're really hot. But, you know, are they a bunch of front runners when it going's good? You know, they're going to be good. Or do they have what it takes to, to grit it out and win them, them close games or not? I agree with you, Nick. Now, here's the thing. Did Tyreek say that the Dolphins were better than the Chiefs? Or did he say the receiving core was better than the Chiefs? I thought he said the Dolphins were. That's what I thought, that he said the Dolphins are better than the Chiefs that won. And I just, first of all, your quarterback's not anywhere close. So right. that would be the first thing. So you were on the other team, or that team. And I will say that this version of Tyreek Hill is better than that version. Not that the one that's on the Chiefs was bad, because I thought he was awesome. But this version of Tyreek Hill is crazy. Now, Part of that scheme, part of that's you know a, a lot of different things. But 
I don't think there's anywhere possible that this Dolphins team that is not going to make the Super Bowl, let's just make that clear, is better than that Chiefs team. I, I, I just don't believe that, no. And I understand Tyreek Hill backing up the team he's on, putting confidence in his quarterback he's on. I get that. I do. I understand all of that. Uh, it, and a part of me about Tyreek Hill, whenever he says stuff like this, there's no way he can believe it, right? Like, there's, there's no way he believes everything that he says. Because he said some pretty he said some pretty wild stuff. Ever since he's left the Chiefs, he said some, like, two is more accurate than, than Mahomes. Two is a better thrower of the football than, than Mahomes. And I just don't... He, I, he, I, I think he might just be saying it to get other people's skin and get people to talk about it. I don't know if I'm giving him too much credit in that regard, but it seems like, to me... Like he's just trying to get it, get like just be a topic of conversation. That's it, man. He's he's in it for the clout. That's he's clout chasing. Yeah, he's just trying to say something outlandish to get his podcast up and going. I think there's a reason why Andy Reid didn't let him talk to the media that much because he was a loose cannon. Not I wouldn't say loose cannon, but you know he said whatever, and you really have much regard. And yeah, the Dolphins are playing well, but I mean, look at that stretch, right? They they got pounced. That they, they got beat down. Uh, right after they beat down Denver, they, they thought their stuff didn't stink. And then what the next week, you know, they get Bills blasted them. Um, Eagles blasted them. Mm-hmm. And Chiefs, you know, beat them. That was a good game, actually. So when they play those tough teams, those actual playoff teams, they're going to get challenged. They're going to get tested. And you look at their last uh, their last game of the season, you know, Bills, such, whatever. But before that, they got to go to at Baltimore. And then they got to play Dallas at home. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of team this is right there. So, you know, you talk all you want, Tyreek, but that's going to be a playoffs. You know, right there. Yeah. Versus Dallas yeah. and then yeah. you know, at Baltimore. Absolutely. I, I I think he's chasing a lot of stuff, too. I mean, he gets on his podcast. He says this. He says that. And that's fine if that's what you want to want to say. He There's no way. First of all, I don't believe that Tyreek Hill is uh, is that unintelligent. I refuse to believe that. Right. So you're going to say what it is that you need to say. I understand that. Back your team. Back your team. But another part about that is maybe he is that stupid. Because what's the <laughs> point? Why do you have to, to, to try to compare the two? What are you gaining by trying to compare the two? It, it doesn't mean anything. So even if he was right, which he, let's be clear, he is not right. But right. let's just say that he is. Okay. What does that mean? What does that do? You know, if you want to pub up your quarterback in public, just say that. You don't have to try to compare it to somebody else and try to say somebody else wasn't as good. It's just it, it, it's just mind-boggling, the, the drama that this guy loves. <laughs> that's, a, that's a word receiver for you. Yeah. You guys seen the tweet that's uh, that's like uh, it types of types of tweets from uh, different position players and it's like quarterback and it's like a great team win today. Everybody did their part. Running backs are just like uh, gotta gotta run harder. Tight ends are like uh, man, this Chipotle is good. And then wide receivers like speak softly, carry a big stick. Like I think about that so much, especially when you talk about like Tyree Kill and just the way he's. Uh, the way he like talks everything like that, but every time I see Tyree Kill and and I see like the same like outrage from Chiefs fans every time he says something about the Chiefs, it's like that's you're doing exactly what he wants you to do. Yeah, I yeah. understand that you're defending like your team, I like, get it and everything like that, but like, no, that's exactly what he wants you to do. He wants you to get upset about oh, yeah. that, and he wants you to he wants to get under your skin. Listen, Tyree Kill would be incredibly fun in this Chiefs offense. Like I realize it, like sure. Obviously, like in Brown, Trent McDuffie, you had the full circle moment when Trent McDuffie forced the fumble, which led to the the t- eventual game winning touchdown. The Chiefs beat them without scoring a point in the second half, which is insane to think about in the today's NFL. Uh, but I think I I think that Tyreek Hill, nothing should be taken too seriously out of his mouth. I think we started to take things a little too seriously uh, from what Tyreek Hill said. Him and Big B, you make a great point of like, what does it matter? Like what? Eh. Who cares? Yeah. Like they do have some, they do have some dogs, Nick. As you mentioned, um, you know Jalen Ramsey, that's a dog over there. Uh, you know they they've got a, a great secondary when they're healthy. Uh, they've they've got some good guys in the secondary there. 
Um, and they've got some good wide receivers too. And I mean, he, they've got some good guys over there, but I even think if we are comparing them, truthfully, if we do want to do this, if we want to play that game that Tyreek Hill wants us to play, I think the Chiefs pull it out. Like the Chiefs had a pretty damn good offense that year uh, when when it came all all said and down down to it. But uh, yeah, I, I yeah, he's at it again, man. You can't stop him. And yeah, Herrera talking about it for ten minutes. That's the thing, though. He gives us. Sorry, my computer is unplugged. That would have been a that would have been a bad deal coming like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I looked up and realized my computer wasn't plugged in. There's the thing, though, is that like, he keeps giving us things to talk about. So, personally, like I'm like all for it. I'm like, hey, cool. Keep talking, Tyreek. You're going to give us new subjects to talk about in the middle of the season so we don't have to talk about wide receiver rotation. We don't have to talk about uh, how elite the Chiefs defense is, however fun that is. I have a great time talking about the Chiefs defense, but like this gives us something new. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think he's right, though. No, he's not. He's not at all. All right, listen. Other AFC team on the rise. Okay. Denver. Denver. For real or phony? I, they're for real. Yeah. And the reason that they're for real is their defense. Look, we got on you at the beginning of the season, Nick. We did. And we made fun of you. Then, though, we tried to give you your props, and you jumped off the bandwagon. You jumped <laughs> off the I bandwagon did. three <laughs> weeks too early. <laughs> They come back on? Are you hopping back on? I, I'm just saying, Denver's defense has turned it completely around after giving up 70 points. That's, I still can't believe that happened in an NFL football game, but whatever. Right. But they've turned it completely around, and old Russ is in that kitchen, and Russ is – I don't know if Russ is cooking. Russ <laughs> is basically serving – I don't know, appetizers, because he's basically doing <laughs> what they're asking him to do. They're not saying, go win the football game. We're going to keep it close and just do just enough for us to win. So we don't know if we want you to cook, but we'll let you serve the appetizers. And he's doing it. He's doing it. He is. Well, and I think that's the beauty of Sean Payton is that, you know, they've gotten rid of the the, the players who didn't want to be there. Yes, yeah, you hear Randy Gregory and everyone else, and it's like you, you think these crazy, like man, we did these signings, and it's like, okay, get rid of those guys, get rid of, the, and let's build a locker room. Yep. And I think if anything, that seventy to twenty beatdown is a rallying cry. Yeah, it's say, look, you know, we're not going to tolerate this BS anymore. We're better than this. And yep. Sean Payton is a guy where I've always liked Sean because Wednesday you put that that install in on Wednesday for the game for the week, and you believe it. You believe Sean because he he believes it and he knows what he's talking about. He's a football guy. And he knows he knows his team. He knows the, the the personalities and he lets men be met. He doesn't treat it like a college program where it's like, hey, do this, do that. It's like, hey, man, just, just be about your business. That's it. Show up on time. We're gonna bench you, um, and then you know we're gonna work hard. Here's the game plan. And then the, they finally realize that. And I think beating the Chiefs after playing them two out of three weeks that started everything. That's where like, hey, man, we did this. If if we can beat them, we can beat anybody. Well, I, want to take, well, I, I want to take a look at their schedule too, because after beating the Chiefs, um, let's see, twenty four to nine, they went on a run where they actually beat the Packers just before they beat the Chiefs, which the Packers low key cooking a little bit. Uh, we can talk about that here in a little bit because the Chiefs do play the Packers this week. Uh, they beat the they beat the Broncos, beat the Chiefs, and they beat the Bills. Then yep. uh, they beat the Vikings by one. Then they go and. Uh, Handle business against a Browns team that is aimless. Uh, they've got a really good defense, but they're going to start Joe Flacco this week. Unbelievable. He's gonna pra- I just weird to think that to hear the phrase Joe Flacco, which is who was an elite quarterback. <laughs> You're welcome, Internet. Um, uh, activated from the practice squad. It's a weird, it's a weird. Weird concept. In 2023. Yeah. Like things I never hear said ever. And here we are. But this matchup, Denver and Houston, this is this is two of the hottest teams in football right now. Uh-huh. And both of them, their schedules are lining up really nicely. Um, I don't think the Texans can catch Jacksonville, but I do think Texans and Broncos, these might be two teams might, you know, uh make it to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think you're right, Nick. I think but here's the thing. I think this is almost a, an elimination game. Mm-hmm. Is that whoever wins has still has an opportunity to make it, but whoever loses 
might be on the outside looking in. Um, I think it's going to be a great matchup just for the simple fact that they're both playing well. I mean, Denver's playing crazy, crazy good. Yeah. Um, but so is Houston. Houston's head coach. I just like D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's. I, I think he is awesome, and he is just what they needed. Little stability, smart guy, knows what he's doing. Puts people. Let's guys. Kind of what you said, Nick. Let's men be men. Puts them in position and says, "Go play football. Go do your job. Go do it. Play hard, and we'll iron all the, the other stuff out." But here's what we're doing. Go do it. Go do it. And guys are. For the most part, they're doing it. They're, now they're young. I, I think Denver wins the game, actually. Uh, I think Houston's young. Mm. Uh, I still think they got some learning to do. Uh, but, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Houston does win. I just think Denver is just a little bit better right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that. Uh, I, and I, we, we talked about them a couple weeks ago, Houston at least, um, with just some having a – I said we I said a rookie head coach, right, in air quotes – uh, with all that, but they're hot. They're, I think these are the two hottest teams in the AFC, Nick. Yeah, they are. And, and like I said, I, I like what Big B said. I like these guys who are ex-linebackers but are smart linebackers. Yeah. Because you have you have knucklehead linebackers and you got smart linebackers. Mm-hmm. And I think D'Amico Ryan's, you know, and think about this. Look at the look at the pedigree of coaches that D'Amico Ryan's, he played at Alabama under Saban. Yep. You know, um, played a little bit with Andy Reid in Philly. Yep. And, um, you know, it was on that dream team. You know, I think 2012 was a big, big learning lesson for everybody in Philly because, you know, Andy assembled that dream team where they signed all these people, tried to do the 92 Cowboys sort of thing, and it failed spectacularly. So I think if you've experienced that sort of, you know, uh, you know, misaligned locker room, you get it. And if you've never experienced that, like I experienced that, you know, when I, in my NFL career of a locker room that was just hated each other, felt like a middle school, you know, girls locker room. Just tatty, no one liked each other and everyone was against each other. And I was against, you know, a locker room that was together. And if you can build that, which is what Andy Reid does, which is what, you know, D'Amico Rides is doing, it's what Sean Payton does, you know, it's what Vrabel does. You got good teams. You can make you can make really good teams that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing about it is he was good in the NFL. So he commands the respect just for the simple fact that he was a really good player. And he's not, he didn't play a hundred years ago. You know how sometimes guys play forever ago and they're like, ah, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He didn't play a hundred years ago when he was actually good. It was a a little over a decade ago. And that guy was rock solid as a linebacker. Looking at the AFC playoff picture before we hit a break, uh, Houston Texans on the bubble right now with the Denver Broncos, uh, both six and five. Broncos second in the AFC West, Texans third in the AFC South, which, I mean, if you look at the AFC South right now, uh, the Colts have, are latching onto that last wild card spot. They're six and five, and uh, Jaguars obviously in front of that division, who I think we all kind of anticipate to win that division, but they're going to have to beat out the Colts if they want to sneak into that second wild card spot. The Texans are, and kind of the Broncos as well. They're going to be in a race for that, but with the Browns kind of not having a direction at quarterback, maybe that frees up another spot for them. It's an interesting picture, uh, but we got to take a break. When we get back, I want to talk about NFC teams that are surging. We talk about the AFC teams that are surging. I think there's a couple NFC teams we can talk about coming up right after this. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Hey everyone, this is BJ Kissel. We'll get right back to the show. I just need a minute to share some important news, but as always, thank you for the support. The KCSN Foundation just launched our third annual Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive and it benefits Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store. This campaign has raised more than $35,000 over the past two years, helping provide a better Christmas for kids in our community. And it's simple. We sell raffle tickets for a chance to win any of the more than 20 fantastic prizes that we have available this year. It's things like a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size Chiefs helmet, or a Chris Jones autographed jersey, a George Karloftis jersey, 
How about a Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet? We've got gift cards to local restaurants like Capitol Grill, Mission Taco Joint, or Third Street Social. You can find the full list of prizes on our social media accounts, or you can click the link in the description of this show. Again, all of the proceeds go to buying presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store, and you can get tickets now through December 4th. Help us continue to help others, because that's what the KCSN Foundation is all about. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a time of joy, but also extra added stress. Whether from travel, dealing with family, or financial stress, the holiday season can bring extra burden onto your life. Sometimes just having someone to talk to can help remove some of those feelings that you may have over the course of the holiday season. Therapy can be an opportunity for you to talk through some of those feelings, have a chance to make you feel extra grounded, or keep you level-headed. It can help you respond positively to situations. It can help you set boundaries, and it can help you take some weight off your chest. If you feel extra stressed this holiday season and are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this holiday season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back into Outside the Trenches, presented by our, farms, our, our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. Uh, my dark and stormy's getting to me a little bit already, I guess, today. Yes. Um, before we get on to the NFC, I got to tell you about the Soul of KC raffle that we're doing here. Look, this is the third year that we've been doing this uh, raffle, this toy drive that we do with Operation Breakthrough. You buy raffle tickets, we've got a ton of prizes from Derek Johnson signed full-size helmet, Travis Kelsey signed full-size helmet. Uh, Trent McDuffie, Will Shields, and Patrick Mahomes signed many helmets as well with uh, jerseys from George Karloftis and Chris Jones that are signed gift cards to Third Street Social, Capitol Grill, Kingdom Bar and Grill, uh, Schlotzkys. You're going to get the Cookie Society monthly sampler pack for 12 months, the KCSN swag pack, a world's of fun package. And uh, thanks to a couple new uh, prize donations from Holiday Distillery, they got a VIP distillery tour for 12 for 12 people, I don't know if I know 12 people, to bring to a distillery tour, plus a uh, a tasting with the Master Distiller and BJ Kissel. That's one of the prizes you can win, plus two. And there's another prize that was donated by uh, Sonic Hard Beverage. Ever heard of them? Sonic Hard Seltzers? You ever heard of them? They donated yes. this one. Uh, two tickets to the uh, 2024 uh, Big 12 Men's Basketball Tournament in Kansas City. Big I, deal. I love Big that. Big deal. That is one of my favorite events to go to. I'm not even like a huge hoops guy, but like getting tickets and watching like two basketball games in a night, two high level college basketball games in a night. The Big Twelve, probably the best basketball conference there is. Um, so getting a uh, getting some tickets to that event, massive. So if you want to win any of those prizes, that's what you got to do. You can buy raffle tickets. Again, as I mentioned, all proceeds go to purchasing presents for Operation Breakthroughs uh, Christmas store that we have. And it's pretty cool. If you're uh, if you're a Swift, you listen to this. Hey, Travis Kelsey does some work with Operation Breakthrough, and we got some Travis Kelsey prizes for you to win. So Swifties, one ticket twenty dollars, five tickets for fifty, uh, fifteen tickets for a hundred, twenty five tickets, and a special gift for one fifty. Um, well, you can purchase those tickets up until December fourth, 
You can go to uh, givebutter.com slash KCS and Soul or Venmo KC Sports Network. It's 501C, 501C3, I believe is how you properly yep. say that in tax terms. So all donations are uh, good. Tax deductible. There you go. Thank you, Nick, for being the adult in the room. Uh, winners will be drawn <laughs> on uh, Monday, December 11th. Uh, Ex Mortgage Man should know all about that. That's, yeah, a little bit. That's a little true. Bit. So get in on that. Get in on the toy drive. It's a it's a it's a wonderful thing that we do. And last year we got a not we got a chance to uh, take some of the some of the kids for Operation Breakthrough out and shop with them, and they were blown away by the generosity of everybody. And as much uh, as many tickets were bought last year, uh, we were able to spend a ton of money at Dick's Sporting Goods that we do every year. Um, go there, just basically. You're I'm putting. I'm full arm wrapping Stanley mugs and throwing them in carts. Like that's what we're talking about doing here when we're talking about uh, these gifts because that's for like the teenager age, right? You know, it's kind of a little bit harder to shop for. So um, kids always love that Nike, that Adidas, that name brand stuff that you can find at Dick's Sporting Goods. So we hook them up good uh, with this uh, little uh, little fundraiser benefit that we do for them and some awesome prizes. As well. Like this this year might be the best prizes that we have. I think in this. Wait, hold on. Uh, how? Who are the? What's the group? What's the the soul of Casey? What's the group like? The ch- children's group? Is it Operation Breakthrough? Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, I think that's cool. I was I did a couple of those. I know some guys that I play with, but always do that. And uh, all you volunteer and do that stuff. And these kids, you know, where they have like you know three brothers, four sisters, or whatever, and uh, they don't have enough, right? And it's like this yeah. kid's like, hey here's 50 bucks and they'll be like, I'm going to think of everyone else and they'll run out of 50 and they have nothing for themselves. And it's like, so, so crazy to think these kids were, I was a spoiled brat as a kid and these kids are like looking out for the, and it's like, it's so awesome. You know, I'm like, damn, these kids are more mature than I am at 10 and I'm like in my thirties. So yeah, it's cool. It's great. It's a great, 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 great fundraiser. Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing we do. I want to, want to spread the word a little bit more as, as it is getting pretty close to December 4th, the last day we're going to do tickets. Uh, Probably until the end of the day on December 4th, I assume. But uh, stick tuned to our uh, our KCS and socials because we've had two prizes already added. We're adding prizes all the time to it, so uh, make sure you get those tickets. But all right, let's get back to the football. Let's talk about NFC teams that are surging. And the Chiefs play one this week, I think, in the Packers. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it kind of shocked me a little bit, the, uh, the Packers and Lions result on Thanksgiving. Uh, but look. The Lions couldn't stray away from tradition. I get it. They've got to give us a stinker on Thanksgiving. <laughs> they always do, so I understand them sticking to it. Um, I was a little shocked by that, uh, Big B. I don't know about you. I was. Um, I thought, because two weeks before, the Lions got pasted uh, by the Ravens, and I thought, eh, maybe they learned their lesson. Maybe they're they're actually getting their act together. They came back. They played a good game. And then here we go on Thanksgiving, and they got physically whipped by the Packers. And that's the thing. They got physically beat up by the Packers. And I'm like, but if you start looking at the Lions, man, it's just the 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 last month. They're starting to play like they did the first eight games of last year. And we all know how that went. They were horrible. Horrible. But the Packers, on the other hand, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Jordan Love is starting to play better. Uh, their defense, nobody talks about that. Their defense is actually starting to play well. So it'll be tough for the Chiefs to win. It'll be a tough football game um, because, like I said, the Packers, they're starting to figure it out. Like I said, I'm, I'm not sure about Jordan Love. We'll see. He played good on Thanksgiving, you know. So uh, the Chiefs defense is really good, but the Chiefs or the Packers defense I think may give the Chiefs a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Uh, Rashawn Gary was absolutely feasting over that left side. Oh, Detroit, you know, God. and Goff could not hold on to that damn ball, man. No. It was like, I'm like, like ball, ball secure. Like, do you have small hands, Goff? <laughs> Let's get the tape measure out because he, he got hit and he was not protecting the ball. He's in the pocket like, like this. I'm like, yeah. Like, what is he doing? Like, what, like, put that ball away, buddy. And it was like, he had touch and it was like, oh, cough it up. Okay. Guess what? Uh, you mean you need to stay out of DraftKings uh, sportsbook, buddy, uh, with that one? Because I was I was watching, we was in Arizona watching it. I was like, dude, that that's awful, and and that's yeah. what put lines in the hole. Yeah, like, visual game, and then he he cost the three times, and Rashawn Gary, like I said, man, he played amazing. Um, he looked like uh, Zendarius back just in the day, coming off uh, just of his full on, just, just oh, just get, just get, it. yeah, 
So Chiefs, man, like I said, I, I have not had confidence in, in the two tackles for Kansas City. So this could be scary, uh, Rashawn Gary, you know, if, if he does this thing like that. Um, nothing over lines for for Penny Suell. That side but is all on the right side, but is all over the left side. So yeah. he'll he'll yeah. pick his he'll pick his uh his points for sure. As he should. Yeah. Uh, he won't. He won't really have to pick a side. I don't think against the Chiefs. I think he can probably do whatever he wants on either side. Uh, truthfully, and well, hey, you you got to stay for for five things. You got to stick around for five things before we give away that secret. Because if you guys know, if you guys listen to this podcast, if you listen to KCSN, you know that we talk about the trenches on five things. We'll 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 dive a little bit into more of that matchup. But I'm looking at these standings right now. This is pretty. NFC North's pretty pretty tight now when you start to look at the Lions falling down to eight and three. First in the AFC North still. Uh, but the Vikings played maybe one of the ugliest football games of all time on Monday night, and they are now six and six. Uh they hold on. They are white knuckling to that seven seed right now in the uh in these NFC playoffs. Uh they're on bye week right now, but then the Packers are right up next behind them at five and six, third in the NFC North. Um so they're charging up there and I'm curious to what you guys think as as another team that's kind of uh that's charging uh Nick who do you think in the NFC is a team that is that's that's on a hot seat or is on a hot streak and trending up honestly and and this pains me this pains me absolutely pains me to say it a little bit but look out for Dallas like you're gonna say they played some weak but they listen they, they played some weak opponents Right. Uh-huh. I mean, look, the Cowboys Eagles game, 28 23, it looks close, but Dallas was battling from behind in the fourth. So that doesn't really count. And then they beat the Giants. Woohoo. You beat <laughs> Dumb and Dumber Jim Carrey, right? Who has a fake neck injury so they could bench him after they paid him. You beat the the, the Panthers, my 12 my, my year old's favorite team, who are battling for, you know, the, the first first pick of the draft. Um, they have to give away. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Right. And the owner, the owners, the owners putting coaches on that, um, that uh, uh, he's like a weekly plan. Hall of Fame, you know, coaches, <laughs> more more dead money and coaches not playing. And so mm. we'll see when they play the Eagles. Um, we'll see when they play. They got a they got a tough stretch because they're going to play the Eagles in a couple weeks. Miami got to go to at Miami. You got to play Detroit. So and Buffalo. Yeah, but Buffalo is. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, you never know what Buffalo you're going to get, but it's true, it's, very true. But they're still at six and six; they're dangerous. So we'll see if the Cowboys are for real, but like they're trending because they should be. I mean, still give 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 them props to beat the crappy teams, but we're they're going to get tested. The Cowboys will get tested, and we'll see if the Cowboys can make it out of December. Then we'll see if they're for real or not. Right. You know, you know, it, it's tough to look at teams that are trending because you look at like the NFC South; nobody's trending. You look at the at the NFC East. It's like okay, the Eagles are good, yeah. The Cowboys are good, and nobody else is good. In the North, the same thing. So, and then you look at the West. It's like, well, we thought the Seahawks were trending, and they have fallen back down to earth. I mean, so in actuality, if you actually look at a team that is really trending, it's the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And although the 49ers are really good, they went through their lull. And they have snapped out of it, got healthy, and they are right back at it, and they are pounding people again. So that would be the team that I say is trending. I know it's weird to say a team that good, but again, they went through their lull, and they got healthy, and they are busting people up. I mean, they just smacked around the Seahawks like, you guys think you're going to win this division? No, you're not. No, you're not. And and, and we're going to prove – we're going to show you – what a division winner looks like. You're not it. And they did. They on Thanksgiving, they just embarrassed them. In Seattle. In Seattle. Brutal. In Seattle. That that's a tough place. That's a very tough place to play. The twelfth man is a real thing. That place yes. is louder than loud. Like yes. louder than loud. Plus, you know, the guy, R.I.P., right? Paul Allen was a, a Microsoft guy. So never they got busted for that technology, right? Piping in the fake. Piping in the fake toys. Yeah. <laughs> He knew. It's still a thing. And they got AI, right? They got open AI. So who knows what they got AI doing up there in the Seattle. It's at Quest Field, yeah, wherever it's called. Absolutely. True. For Reliquist. Is that what it's called? Reliquist Field? It was. It was Quest. I don't, I don't know. It's called something now. 
Yeah. Loud Stadium in Seattle. <laughs> call it. Loud Stadium in Seattle. Exactly. I'm glad that I'm glad that you guys said Denver or not Denver. Uh Dallas and the 49ers because those were the two I was thinking of that were turning up and I was like, gotta be missing somebody, right? Like I gotta be missing a team that's like that's like turning up. But Big B, you walked us through it. Ain't nobody else. Ain't nobody else in the NFC. That's it's really a two horse race, I think, at this point. For the Eagles and 49ers, astronaut meme always has been type of deal. Um, you know, when you start to look at the NFC. But man, that's, that's just how it is in the NFC when you look at it with the, with the 49ers. They are going to play the Seahawks in like 15 minutes, I'm pretty sure, because uh, they are the victim of the twice-in-three-week scheduling that the NFL did this year. Big V and I went through like all the teams that had it. There's like four or five uh, different yep. matchups uh, that have the twice-in-three weeks, which is just awful. I, I will never not take an opportunity to say how awful the scheduling that is. Um, it's probably Amazon's fault, actually. Let's blame Amazon for it. <laughs> Uh, but looking at the uh, playoffs right now, Eagles obviously that one seed, Niners that two seed. Look, the Eagles have a very comfortable lead in that one seed. They're ten and one right now. The Niners are eight and three. And I believe the Eagles might have the tiebreaker. Uh, oh, they play this week. Okay, oh, yes, this right. They play this week, and that will decide the tiebreaker. Yep. Um, the Eagles got to lose one of these games eventually, right? Like they got to lose. They're winning some close ones. They're winning some really close ones. But that's what championship teams do. You're right. You know, find a way. They do, They keep it close when they're not playing great. In the second half, they turn it on and they find a way. And low key, Eagles just went through one of the hardest stretches, right? And they they're, yeah, they're right in the middle of it. Yeah, they're, they're right in the middle too. of it. Yep, absolutely. Now, if we want to go back to the AFC real quick, there's a team that he didn't <laughs> mention that is not on talking about Pittsburgh the upswing. That found offense. I just want to just real quick. I, I don't want to bother you. Oh, two minutes. You're on the clock. Have the but floor. You have the floor. They just, somebody, they found some offense over 400 yards for the first time in 59 games that I didn't even think was, was possible in the National Football League. I didn't think it was possible. 59 games, 40. found a little offense, and the next thing you know, Who's that five seed in the AFC? I, I won't throw names out because I don't do that. I'm not a name dropper. I, I don't want to do that. But there's a five seed that could be trend, maybe not, but could be trending in the right direction. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll, I'll let you guys back at it. I apologize. I apologize, people. I apologize. From what I'm looking at here on the NFL.com website, up two spots, and it says right underneath the Pittsburgh Steelers logo. Rising up, I. That's what it says. Don't shoot the messenger. You know. Listen, we're not going to crown them because they beat uh, Joe Burrowless Bengals <laughs> hey. in the jungle. Hey, big, big that's not. Hey, that's not you can only beat who's on the schedule. That's all. You okay. can, but you don't have to crown them. That's all I'm saying. Listen, Big Lou's been a big part of that Bengals team. So uh, I mean, Big Lou's still healthy, from what I know. Uh, Lou Anarumo still calling them plays over there at, at DC. So, uh, speaking of Big B, you saying you can only play who's on the schedule? That leads me to what my blind nail is. Oh, let's we let's hit it. I like this. So I was driving. Yeah, it was a great segue. Float on the track like a Segway. Chill. Um, I was driving the other day in the car. I believe it was yesterday, actually. I was listening to some college football podcast, obviously, as we were getting ready for the college football playoff rankings to come out. Uh, one of the last few college football playoff rankings selection Sunday on uh, the Sunday, the third. I believe it starts at like one thirty central, something like that. But uh, we'll we'll know where all the teams are playing in bowl games and everything like that. And then I thought, what if they did the NFL like that? What if they did the, What if they did NFL playoffs as a selection committee, where they would seed you by your resume? Forget about the division. Forget about the forget about conferences. Maybe you keep conferences for scheduling purposes. Sound familiar? You keep yeah. conferences for scheduling purposes so you have teams to play. But by the end of the year, you're judged on your resume and who you played and how you played against them. And they seed you that way. And I my blind nail to you guys is if we had to pick Let's just do four teams. Let's do the top four right now. If you had to seed your top four teams 
guess this is just power rankings essentially, but <laughs> but that would cheapen up your own. That's point, that's not as fun. Who are the four teams that you're that are in? Who are the four that are in that you're saying one, two, three, four? Called let's let's call it a college football playoff type situation, right? My my grandiose idea is that the that the whole playoffs is like this, but I'm not gonna make you uh, do 14 teams uh, right now. Rank them, so I'm just gonna do four um, in terms of that. But that's my idea, and eventually, I think a part of my idea is to put all of the players into a pool and have the teams recruit them, and then every four year cycle it restarts. But that's not that's not a realistic. Uh, I just want the NFL to be college football is basically what I just described, but. Uh, I want to know who wants. I, I guess who wants to start because I don't really even have my four teams because I th- I wanted this to kind of be an open conversation like a like a committee meeting that would happen in Grapevine Big B just okay. down the road. We're, we're we're opening up for discussion. Who's who's number four? Oh, yeah, who's from Grapevine? Who's from Grapevine Tucker? Who's from Grapevine? Who's from Grapevine Tucker? <laughs> Nick, you're from Grapevine. Grapevine High, That's right? Crib Mustangs. That's right, buddy, baby. Grapevine Texas. That's right. <laughs> right there, the Frisco is so far from from Grapevine. Well, he lives closer there right now than you do. I mean, it's a little ways. ways. It's That's a little ways. Factor in traffic, it's like forty minutes. It's not forty minutes though. No, I <laughs> would <laughs> traffic. If you catch no. six thirty five wrong. That's a wrap. All right, listen. We can all agree. We can all agree. Eagles are our our Alabama, our e- Georgia. Yes, yeah. right. They're the, the they're the one number one. Yes, they're they're the that's clear cut. Um, now you look at this. Here's where we're gonna have issues. Um, San Francisco. That's what I'd say. Right. Two or Kansas City is two. Nope. Got look a resume. 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 Who have they beaten? Okay. They got blasted by the Bengals. That's right. true. A, a Joe so, Burrow. A, a Joe Burrow Bengals team too. That's what I'm saying. I and that's why I said the Bengals. and they were hurt. They didn't know what the. The committee does. Yeah. They look at who was there. Well, the, the 49ers were missing a bunch of guys. That's true. Like opponents, they also do like opponents. The 49ers also played the Jaguars, and the 49ers wax the Jaguars. Um, they they, they beat them pretty good. But then you factor in the TV thing. Do you want Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes? Right? Does that does that does that shine the you know the wax a, a little bit better? You know, I mean. The college committee tries to say that that doesn't matter. They are full of it. <laughs> you want you're, listen? We're trying to boost TV ratings. That's right. Here, That's we're right. not trying to have unwatchable games. So, I'm looking at like opponents. Still, they've both well, played the Vikings. The Chiefs beat the Vikings. And, yeah. Okay. So Chiefs get the two seed. I, I'm I'm not saying that the Chiefs need to get the two seed. I'm just looking at like opponents. The Jag the 49ers did blow out the Jaguars. The Chiefs. Squeaked out a win against the Jaguars. Yeah, the Chiefs beat the Vikings. Yeah, the 49ers, 49ers were hurt. Lost. They like, were hurt. The Vikings were hurt. We got hurt. Got to bring it to the FPI. Where's the FPI? Where's the football power? <laughs> exactly. to bring that out. Exactly. No, I, I will never reference that. <laughs> so so we'll say we'll say we'll give this to the Chiefs. I think Chiefs. so. Chiefs two. Okay, Niners three, but they're going to play each other anyway. Yeah, so so right, they would. Yeah, so that's perfect. Two, three, and who's that fourth? Oh, you know, I'm Ravens. I'm sorry, Ravens are like two. Ravens should be two though. No, they they played an extra game. They've played it. They have played an extra game, right? I just they're just first streaky. Here's the thing: they they've lost to the Colts. Uh, If they lost to well, the Steelers are really good, so. Give them a pass for that. Um, and then who else did they lose to? Browns? Yes. Then the Browns. At, at home. At home. Ooh, all all in-conference losses. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. I think that knocks them down a peg. You can't be losing to the Colts. Yeah. Producer Nick yes. makes a, bit, a good point. Chiefs have the best losses. Yeah. And look, we're t- I know. Yeah. I know, I know that. Like speaking from a Missouri Tigers fan, we hang on best losses. Uh, that's why we're number nine because we got some damn good losses. No. Um, but, but anyway, see, that's that's a good, that's a good point. The the Ravens got to be loss, in it though. The, yeah. the Ravens have to be in it. Are the Ravens better than the Niners? No. 
So at four, so are we putting are we putting the Ravens at four with a better record than both the Chiefs and the Niners? They just haven't taken a bye week yet. Yeah, their bye week is this week. I don't think you can because yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know, like as the committee usually does, all the stuff will work itself out. You just put them down; it'll all work itself out. So so we're going Eagles one, Chiefs two, Niners three. Right? So we decided. If they had like somebody legit, honestly, if just had, Jimmy Garoppolo, just honestly, if they had a guy who looked too. good, if they had a guy who had a so real handsome. quarterback name or something like that, I'm so like, handsome, right? He's got quarterback good looks and looks like the like a lead singer of an Italian um, rock band. He is very handsome, not modest guy. I like it. I, I, and, yeah, that makes sense. And then Ravens at four, yep, because yeah. they're on the violent floor. Then you got the Dolphins and the I was going to say, should we just go ahead and five, six? Should we go ahead and five, sixes as the next two? Those are uh, outs not looking in. Mad. Mad at the committee. Five is rigged. Uh, they're not taking account of everything that we bring to the table. You know how it yep. goes. What's yep. the committee yeah. thinking about? It's all about money. They, but, yeah. And then, and then, uh, well, yeah. they can't really say an SEC bias. It's some sort of bias. Well, they have that Pac-12. The Dolphins playing the Pac-12 like that. There you go. Weak. <laughs> there you go. That there you is go. so weak right now. Nobody cares. Nobody gets cool. breaking up, so nobody wants to see them play. Nobody cares about them. You know, like yeah, like yeah, we don't really. And now, I don't know if that would be the Dolphins. That might be the Jags. Yeah. No, the Jags be. would be the ACC. The Jags would they be play the in a bad conference. That, that is awful. Conference. They are terrible. Uh, <laughs> they are terrible. And guess what? And we're actually going to strip away. We're going to relegate. Um, the <laughs> NFC South uh, straight to, to CFL, to Canada. We're going to relegate the NFC and we're going to promote gonna the Winnipeg Bombers. The really Falcons are going to win that division with quarterback play that's not better than us three right here. <laughs> it, 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 it is awful when Desmond solid O-line quarterback. Play. Now they do have solid O-line play. They do have that and that's saving, but only if the head coach allows them to actually, he gives the ball to the stars. But I mean, he's been, eh, we're not going to do that. We're, we're just going to let these bad quarterbacks throw the ball all over the field. We're not going to give it to our best player. We're not going to run the football. It's crazy. You know who, who I would like to see? Teddy Bowers. Rims over. Who I, I would really, I would really like to see get traded to the Chiefs. And I think it'd be amazing. Number 84, Cordell Patterson. They line him up in the backfield to hand off the ball. They do. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, the, you're a running back. You're a wide receiver. I don't know what you are. Your your number says this, and you're a running back. And he he's low key ACC Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. He's, he's got he's, up his eyes. He's got. I mean, he's not that big though. And the reason he plays running back is because he was a bad NFL receiver. Doesn't matter. He's still a running back. He is. We're not trying to talk about it. Don't be hating me. You sound like you hate me. I apologize. We're not the committee for Cordell Patterson. We're the the NFL selection committee. Yeah, we're the selection committee. (laughs) You know, and my job is to be objective on what players can and can't do. If we're going to put them in these playoffs, Cordell Patterson, no. Falcons, no. My bad. I apologize. I apologize. It's okay. Well, that was my blind nail because I thought that was a fun exercise. We can continue to do it. I think I think it would be a fun exercise to do. I have to power rank it next week. Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, who wants to continue with the uh, with the uh, Nick, blind nail? Know. Wow, wow. All right, is your wife not texting you back, Big B, with the uh, with the? No, she did. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. All, right. <laughs> All right, so uh, we put the Christmas tree up, and yeah. and um, I, I I like to. I'm a big music guy. And I love all types of music. I love listening to. I was going through Apple. Finally, thank God, this year did that whole recap thing that I saw on Spotify doing last year on yeah. Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, Apple, get your shit together! Like you're the king of technology. Like figure this out. So they did that, and I've got some interesting ones. So anyway, music wise, what's that holiday? What's the holiday vibes tracks that that gets you into that mood for the holiday season? As Zian. You know, what's that, whatever. And and I can go first if you guys need to. Go ahead. Because to me, absolute banger. Lover with all my heart. Casey Musgraves, Felice Navidad. I'm half Mexican. I love Casey Musgraves. 
you know, she puts out some some great music. But her her rendition of Lisa Navidad um, really appears to the, the rasa within me, and I just love it. And my kids don't even grow anymore. They I think they like it, you know. And so it's just yeah, and yeah, and then obviously, you know, Last Christmas the most handsomest R.I.P. Boy George, right? Is it boy? No, not Boy George. Uh, George. George Michael. George Michael. Yep. yep. R.I.P. Mm. Last Christmas. In one of the greatest videos of all time. Doesn't Wham do one too? What's that? Wham has a version of Last Christmas, right? Wham Last Christmas? Was a, yeah, it could be. I, I don't know. I Listen, all of the Christmas, there's only like four Christmas songs like in total and like just a bunch of people just redo them is what it is. But uh, my one of my favorite is Drummer Boy uh, from Justin Bieber's Christmas album. Uh, I like that song. That really ages you to 12. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I, I love Bieber. Don't get it twisted. But sometimes I forget you graduated high school three years ago. You know, <laughs> I like that. One. That's my favorite song. Christmas. How does it go? I've never heard of it. I'm, I'm going to put it on my list. What's It's a banger, dude. By Drummer. Drum, Little Drummer Boy by uh, Justin Bieber. Canadians. I think Ludacris is actually on that track as well. So Look, at April age stole my thunder. Because uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. She knows Damn. me. That was literally going to be what I was going to say. Nat King Cole. I'm an old school dude. And, you know, the Christmas song, it, it's just, it's, it's never ending. I mean, you can play that thing. So, I that that is my favorite. That is literally my favorite. That and Boys to Men, Let It Snow. Mm. Little little Boys to Men, Let, let it, it Snow. Oh, yes, Tucker. What you what's your familiarity, Tucker, with Boys to Men? But you, just be honest. This is a ch- um. I can remember my grandma had some CDs of Boys to Men. Here, look here. Stop it! Stop it! You know. And it, it, the disrespect is is unbelievable. <laughs> if you would have said your grandma had Nat King Cole albums, I could live with that. I could live with that. But boys to men, my my good. unbelievable. My grandpa, my grandma. Had- I had a cool grandma. All right, I had shoot up grandma Jackie. R.I.P. She was she was sick. She was cool. She was so cool, man. Uh, the disrespect is ridiculous. The grief, man. That's man. That that's a low key. That's the sneak diss of all time, right there. I feel, I feel yeah, targeted. I feel targeted right now. You don't apologize for shit, Tucker. Yes, that's amazing. Because I, 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 I thought about you know me and your grandma could probably kick it. Because in seventh grade, that boys to men was it wasn't with a number on the cover. That I don't know. It was, a it was two. That was like second like album. Yeah, it was two. Amazing. Just the. Boys, two, two boys, men. two men. Amazing. Absolutely amazing CD. So, Grandma Jackie, RIP. You know, I'll, yeah. I mean, listen, when I die at my funeral, like, you better have that song. Um, Into the Road. How do I? Into the Road. <laughs> yesterday. That one. Is that End of the Road? Was it yesterday? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, that's the, that's yeah. like one of the few Boys to Men songs I know. Um, I I know the hit. I know the hit. Shout out Kelly Jackie for showing me the hits. R.I.P. Um, uh, Eric said in the chat, "Boys to Men, Silent Night." Uh, yeah, I'm sure that they had a Christmas album. So did Mariah Carey, Christmas album. Really, Mariah Carey's yeah. Christmas song? Yeah. Again, it's it's a lot of ma- remakes. She put her own spin on it, but it is what it is. So. Fun fact about Boys to Men: uh, one of their guys in Boys to Men, his name is Wanya Morris. There's a tackle mm-hmm. on the Kansas City Chiefs. His name is Wanya Morris. He's actually named after him, truthfully. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew that, but I did not. More you know, that's what that's the information you get hanging out with me here on this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> I that. Big B, want to take us home? Yeah. Um, so, my wife sent one that was ridiculous, so I'm not going to use that. Uh-oh. Trouble in paradise. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I'm sure this one's probably been brought up before. Hmm. But what is a venue, a sports venue, that might be on your bucket list that you have not been to? Have we done that before? Not recently. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't. I actually don't think we have. I don't. It's been a minute, so I think that's a solid one. I think that will. I think this. If we're still doing the playoff committee here in Grapevine. Heck, yeah, we are. Then, we are. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll let that. We'll let that one go because uh, I like it. I really like it. Um, to me, uh, I'll go first because I think I could just say mine off the, the get go. I'm big soccer fan. Like I love the English Premier. I've loved Chelsea since you know I first laid eyes upon Didier Drogba. You know this cat from the Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, with the perm, with the you know he just had it straight and straight whatever looking like the uh, like a villain in like a, a 80s movie. Yep, and um, six four striker, just amazing. French accent, dude was a baller, and um, played for Chelsea. And Stamford Bridge in London would be a sports venue that I've never been to that I want to go to because you take the train in, you walk in, uh, you have a meal because the games are like at like seven, nine, and ten o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and have your your meal beforehand you go to halftime you have a little drink and afterwards you know you have a dinner a proper dinner too like a restaurant in the stadium it's pretty cool so yeah I just beat for bridge and like the games go there's no announcers no there's no uh, person you know hyping up the crowd during the game it's just the game um that's it it's just the game there's no electronics you know just on a nightclub it's cool pure sport nice very nice i thought soccer as well uh, Nick, I know you and I have had the soccer conversation. Camp Nou is one of those ones too for like Barcelona. That's yeah. really cool in Spain. Uh, what is Real Madrid? It's like Bartabao or something like that. Uh, I don't speak Spanish. Bernabeu. Yeah. Uh, so it's I don't pronounce it right because I'm white. Uh, but <laughs> that those would be really cool venues to go to. Uh, Stadio Azteca down in Mexico City, I think would be a really yeah. fun one to see. Been there, played there. Oh five. Is the altitude as bad as they say? No, because it's it's pretty bad. It's more the pollution and um, it's more the fact that this place was 104,000 people, um, which, you know, when we're playing the Niners at 05, football was a thing, but it wasn't like as big as it is now. And they literally had like this, like um, like a a moat. They had a moat around the whole field. And it's like, you know, it ain't like casual. It's like a 12-foot moat around the field, like concrete. like, And they had... 20 foot tall, um, you know, fence around it too. And so that game, it was like, you know, it was back and forth and they, the under 20 Mexico team, soccer team beat Brazil in PK and they flashed the score on, uh, during one of the plays, like you're in between a break and we're watching like, cause it was during a, a snap and we're watching the end zone film uh, the next day or whenever we're back watching it. And it looked like like the like the stadium was like shaking. Like you couldn't see like the film because like they were so loud. So that was 120,000 people going nuts in the final. So yeah, that'd be wild to play. Cool. Mine is is baseball centric, uh, which is weird to say. I know I'm a big football guy, but I I just want to go to Yankee Stadium. I've never been to Yankee Stadium. I've even been to New York. Uh, but it was during the winter time. But I would love to just take the train from where in Manhattan, get off and go to Yankee Stadium. I'm a big nostalgia person, so for me, all those old time, even though this it's the newer Yankee Stadium, yeah, it's uh, not the old Bronx, right? Exactly, exactly. It's still in the Bronx. But... It's still in the Bronx, but yeah, that is kind of my thing. I, I'm a big nostalgia person in general. I love history. So I mean, in American history, that's why I love going to D.C. I could go to all those museums in D.C. I could just keep going over and over and over again. Uh, so I like that kind of stuff. So for me, Yankee Stadium, and I've never been to Lambeau. I only want to go to Lambeau when it's freezing cold. Luckily, I got a wife that gets it. She's in. But I'm like, why didn't we go to the cheesecake? She didn't want to go, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. But, that, yeah, those are the two for me, man. Those are the two for me. The other places, I've been to a lot of not played in any of them or anything like that but i think i've been like to the la coliseum that was cool just to go see and you know some of those places like that i've seen um but yeah here's the thing i didn't realize that arrowhead stadium i saw this on the internet the other day arrowhead's like the third oldest stadium in the national football league i believe it sneaky old yeah i believe it it is the third oldest. It's like Lambeau, then um, 
Soldier, probably. Well, you can't really count Soldier Field. They tore the whole damn thing down. That's true. Even the, They even tore down, down to the studs. They even got rid of the studs yeah. and built the thing back up again. Um, That's but crazy. it's uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium. I don't think it's, it's not called that anymore. In Buffalo. Stadium in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then Arrowhead's like right behind it. I'm like, wow. I think they just celebrated their 50 year, like last year or something like that. Um, anniversary of having the stadium. I did look Big B in Green Bay. It's supposed to snow on Sunday too. Oh. So that would have been a Yo. that would have been a uh, damn. Uh, that's too bad. Miss April didn't want to go to uh, Lambo. What's up with that? Last minute an audible, maybe last minute, maybe some Southwest products. Who knows? I see some stuff in the yeah. chat. Oh, live. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said that. <laughs> So I just, I'm just, I'm just throwing grenades in the, in the, in the household, man. Oh, just tossing grenades, just tossing. Yeah, grenades. those two though, man. Lambo and Yankee Stadium for me. Yeah, I would love to go to both of those. Go to a game, not just go and see it. I want to actually go to a game in both of those venues. How's Heinz Field? What's Heinz Field like? It's it's super nice. Um, it's kind of on a peninsula because, you know, it used to be called Three Rivers Stadium. Yeah, I remember that. Trust me, I almost called it that. I had to look up to see what it was called. <laughs> and it is literally those three rivers come to a freaking point and start the, well, technically the Ohio River starts with those other two rivers. And the stadium is right there. It's built on a peninsula. It is right there. And to see it, you know, like, come together, you're like, wow. And they're not like little creeks or something no. like that yet. Those are big rivers that come together and form the Ohio River. I'm like, oh, and then the Ohio River is gigantic compared to those two. It's absolutely incredible. But it's, it, it, it's a nice stadium, though. For it's nice. That's it's nice. Cool. It's 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 not huge, but it's built for Pittsburgh. Let's just mm-hmm. say that Pittsburgh's not a big city or anything like that. It is built for Pittsburgh. I like that. So they had to rebuild after Bay and blew it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> they did. They did. It took a little bit. It took a little bit, but, you know, they got the funding. Great, fellas. They got the funding together called Heinz. Heinz. You know, when it was called Heinz, Heinz, right. you know, kicked in a little bit, and they got it rebuilt. Mm-hmm. It happens. I, I just can't get over the fact that, like, people in Pittsburgh back in the day when they were settling that place saw where those three rivers were connecting and said, yeah, let's make a city right here. Well, I'm Why? sure it was perfect for all the oh yeah for steel, the, steel obviously and shipping you know, and travel shipping, yeah all that stuff. It was perfect uh, because it goes down and then the Ohio River goes down to Cincinnati and Louisville and uh, so it's it's perfect. But yeah, I mean, if you just go there and you see Pittsburgh, you're like, hmm. I mean, you're going across a lot of bridges, and I haven't left Pittsburgh at all. I mean, it's, it's really weird when you go there. So, yeah. That is so that cool. Is- I, I, dear, everybody, do yourself a favor and Google Rivers of Pittsburgh. That is There's a so bunch of cool. It, it, it's Holy cool, smokes. isn't it, man? I, just, I can't wrap my head around three rivers, all whatever. And it's like, yeah, right here. It's like, damn. And you're at all I remember I, I threw a rock in, and I just so I could say, man, I threw a rock in the spot that the Ohio River starts. I was huh. like, huh. I tell you what, though, you go down there and you look, that water is moving. Like, if you fall into that thing, you will be 100 yards in two seconds. Gone that away, water Jack, is lovely. moving. Oh, yeah. It is moving. It's a pretty city. Yeah, it is. It's not big, though. It's kind of built on a hill, so you think the buildings are a lot bigger than what they are, but they're not. They're just kind of built on a hill. And yeah, they're they're not like sky. You look at it, you think, oh, these are a bunch of skyscrapers. No, they're not. No, they're not. I went to a a baseball game and I that that was really cool. The what? Went to a baseball game at PNC. I was sat like on the third base side. They call PNC and say that it's one of the top five nicest stadiums in Major League Baseball. Yeah, it says the outfield looks right into the downtown. It's super nice. Petco is cool in San Diego. That's a cool park. Yes, it is. And you could take yes. the train in. It's in it. I love like you're you're cast out of the vote if you don't have a downtown baseball stadium. Like you're you're out of the equation. Like nobody likes you. Like nobody likes you <laughs> in the city. Nobody likes you. 
moving downtown. And they built the downtown like around Petco, essentially. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I mean, there's a there's a there's a formula there. It's weird. Like Phillies isn't downtown either, though. It's ish, though, right? It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's close. It's like, yeah, I don't think you area. could build a baseball park in downtown Philadelphia. They got yeah. way too much stuff going history. on down. It's too it's old. Yeah. yeah, it's too old. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's not far from downtown at all. But you're right. You're right. It's what, and that's city infrastructure here on outside the trenches. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I was some solid blind nil. I'm proud. I'm like you know Delta snaps for everybody on the blind nils tonight. We're good tonight. We did great. We did good. I like that. We did good. As uh, listen, football season's winding down. We're hitting. We're about to hit December this Friday. Peaking. December. Yeah, we're, we're peaking. peaking. That's just great point. We're peaking. College football. We're gonna get bowl game announcements coming up this weekend. Lots of uh, exciting times going on all around the country when it comes to football. So um, let's wrap this one up, fellas. As uh, for Nick Leckie. And Brian Hanley, I'm Tucker Frankel. Thank you for tuning in to Outside the Trenches. Make sure to hit up the uh, Sola KC raffle. You can Venmo at KC Sports Network for your tickets or go to givebutter.com slash KCS and Soul for tickets for that to win all those kinds of prizes and get to see a little bit of uh, what we do there with Operation Breakthrough. Go help us out there. We, we help out uh, lots of people in the Kansas City area, so we really do appreciate that. Uh, so for the fellas, I'm Tucker Frankel. We will talk to you later. We'll see you.